Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? As you may have known, I have decided to do some podcasts with some reflective questions in it. So it'll be still on parenting with a twist, with the foundation. But what I thought is I was giving so much content and so much information that maybe I wasn't giving you a chance to really reflect and sit in it for yourself. And knowledge and information is great and it is power. But it's more powerful when you actually can start to make changes for yourself based on that information. My very first company was called Amber Scotchburn Training Consultants. And that was actually what the purpose of it. It was to advance knowledge and transform lives. That was actually even the tagline. And so in this case, that's what I really want to do with you guys as well. I want to advance this knowledge to in order for you to transform your lives. And so what I've been sharing lately is that we redid our logo, logo, sorry, for that exact purpose. And so if you look at the logo on the album card, card, not card, (laughs) on the album cover, you will see um, the different steps that as I refer to them sometimes. So I'll say a heart or I'll say lenses or I'll say something and that'll actually be right from our logo because basically our logo is our signature success system and we really want you to have this success in being a parent. So much so that it's not only in our logo but we'll have a website on it, we'll have a video series on it, we have a book um, and we're available for coaching. So it's a really exciting time as we put this all together. So today's topic is going to be about money and as I've already talked about in past podcasts, so you can go back through those podcasts and really listen to them. There's probably multiple ones on money and not probably, sorry, there are multiple ones on money. And what you're going to want to do is listen to this podcast, get your reflective questions. And if you're having a question on any of those questions, either listen back to those past podcasts or just reach out to us and we'll be able to walk you through them. But basically what I summarized in past podcasts is that we're raising financially ignorant children. Because less than 31% of children are actually receiving any information on finances from their school. And what's happening is that most parents are depending on schools to give them this information, right? And so you're thinking when your child is going to leave home, well, they've gotten financial information and they're just going to know how to do it. But (laughs) where have they learned it? And then if you look at parents, oh, well, they're learning it from their parents. Well, 90% plus of the world is in debt. So they're not learning good money habits from their parents. And only 1% of parents have kids save anything from their allowance. So they're not learning much about savings either. So it's really no wonder that kids are staying home till they're 34. 
yes. And this is something I researched across first, um, first like developed countries. That's what I'm trying to say there. Sorry. So among developed countries, kids are staying home till the 34, 34, <laughs> just to repeat. They may leave, but they're ended up coming back home because they don't have the financial wherewithal among other reasons, but that is a big reason. So in knowing that I said 34 years of age, um, maybe you know this about me or not, but we have four kids at home and, um, or we have four kids, they're all at home because they range between the ages of 10 to 16 at this moment. And so I'm thinking I don't want them home till they're 34. There's a Jeep I have my mind set on and a couple other things. <laughs> so I really want them gone. <laughs> no. So I really want to teach them about money. So how do we combat this in our house? Well, we have a system where we divide the money that they get and it goes into spending, savings, investment, and giving back. So 40 savings, 40 savings, sorry, 40 savings, 40 spending, 10% into investments, 10% into giving back. And you really want to give them that education as to how to do that, right? How to take the money they're getting in. Yes, even if it's their birthday money or Christmas money and divide it into those categories. And then you want to look at your mindset, right? You want to see that is your mindset affecting your children? And the example I gave in the past podcast, and I'll give again because it's one I hear so often, is we can't afford that. So before even thinking about saying that to your child, brainstorm with them if it's something that's important to them. Brainstorm how they can save for it, how they can make extra money to put towards their savings for it. What other solutions? Can they look for it on sale? Can they see if a friend has it? Can they rent it if it's just something they need for a shorter period of time? So there's all these solutions and ways around things instead of just shutting it off by we can't afford that. And the key piece there is can't. We want to look at where we're saying can't in our lives. And in this case, it's to do with money, but you're going to want to look at it to do with anything that you say. And, um, Actions speak louder than words for all of these. So if you're saying it to them, chances are you're saying it to yourself and then you're acting in that way. So you need to think about other ways to act if you also want to present to them that maybe you really want something. And instead of using that dialogue, you want to help them figure out a different solution. So first of all, are you giving them education around money? Are you helping them divide their money into those categories that I talked about? Are you teaching them what savings or investment even mean and how, what they are and how they work? And then are you looking at your funny money mindsets? And then what you also want to be looking at is if... Um, you're teaching them in relation to credit cards and housing and um, rent and all of those different pieces that we get as we get older, we have to deal with. Like if they're not getting that education from school, which we know they're not, then where are they getting it from? And so here are some questions for you in regards to this. Do you role model, right? Your actions around money, which I mentioned already. And then where does your understanding of money come from? So if you're looking at our logo and you're looking at the three circles that represent lens, what lens do you view the world as money? Where does your understanding of money come from? If you were brought up in a house with certain ways of spending or not, do you do that? If you were brought up in a house that think, 
that models that debt was okay because you just had, 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 had all the time, then guess what? You're going to be modeling that for your kids if you've adopted those behaviors. So if you don't feel like you have a solid understanding of how money works in relations to savings, investing, spending, and budgeting, give us a shout. Talk to other people. Read some books. Get a financial advisor. I mean, there's so many ways you could handle this, but don't sit in the, well, I don't understand, so I cannot teach it to my kids. We get that all the time in our tutoring agency, tutoring with a twist in relation to math. Well, I can't help with my kid with math because I don't even understand it. Well, can you imagine if you're saying that to your kids? Well, math is pretty primary thing thing that they need in life. It's a skill and yet you're teaching them that that's not a skill they can get from you and you don't really have to have it. So maybe why are they going to value it? Do the same with money. How do you talk with your children about money? Be super conscious about it because you're shaping your child's outlook on money. When you're looking over your beliefs and any of your associations with money as you're beginning to see through your lens and starting to be really conscious of how you talk about money and how you talk about um, savings and investments and If you don't have money for something, how do you handle that? Be super conscious of this. This is going to help you identify what your beliefs and your associations are with money. And then the next step is, are these beliefs empowering or disempowering? So basically, do they help you or do they limit you? Do they help your child or do they limit your child? Start being really curious about this now. What are your actions around money? This is like the clapperboard on the logo, right? Always want to know what your actions are around things. So what are your actions around money? You could give me a really good conversation or give me a really good conversation. You could, we could have a really good conversation about money and you maybe you have this progressive attitude, but are you actually matching that with your actions? because your child's outlook is going to be more shaped by your actions than by your words. Or are you listening to these podcasts and reading great books about it and maybe even hearing speakers but not actually putting that into an action? So think, what is one action you could do today to start to shift your funny money mindset as well as your actions around the savings and investing? And then how do you spend your money? So really, the way money is meant to be spent is to create connections, contribute to the world, should have patience when you buy, just meet the psychological need of sharing with others, and gives you a sense of who you are when you spend it. So let's ask that again. How do you spend your money? Do you create connections when you spend your money? Do you contribute to the world when you spend your money? Do you have patience when you spend your money? Do you meet the psychological need that we all have for sharing and caring and giving when you spend your money? And does your, when you spend your money, does it give you a sense of who you are and help you develop who you are? Guess what? Only you can answer these questions for yourself. I read a quote a while back saying, are you the janitor of your own possessions? Think about that for a sec. If you're spending money all the time on possessions, are you just basically having to maintain then your possessions? And do you give your children an allowance? I did do a podcast or two or three actually on allowance on how you can divide allowance and how you can tie it in to your family's success system. So how your family operates, how do they earn their allowance? How is this allowance divided up? 
There is so much you can teach to your children about money through an allowance. And there are a lot of people that don't give their kids an allowance, so there's no teaching happening there. And then there are a lot of people that also give their kids an allowance, but there's no teaching associated around with money. You have a brilliant opportunity to do that. So start. List three resources in your community, guys. Think of them that could help you if you came into a question about money that you didn't have an answer to or you couldn't provide for your children. That's hard and there's people that have had hard times. Um, I was a single mom and two kids and at one point and I was like, well, my kids are still going to go to the dentist and my kids are still going to play soccer or be in acting or whatever they wanted to do. So it either meant I needed to work extra or it meant I needed to find resources in order to help them still be able to experience those things. And so that that's what I would like you to do in this case, find some resources to help yourself and your kids so that they don't miss experiences and or generate different solutions with them. Maybe it's them picking up a paper route or them picking up something or that they can help and contribute towards something that they want too. So it's involving your whole house. It's giving yourself a platform to stand on that you realize that you're not alone in doing this. There are community resources out there to help. I guarantee you, talk to other people we've had to in tutoring suggest talk to aunts and uncles talk to grandparents this is something you really want to change say it's helping your child learn how to read right so we do find money for the things that are important to us in life and sometimes we need help and so that piece is around asking for help and knowing what's out there before you have to ask for help or maybe there's somebody in your world that needs the help and now you've researched and you can pass that along to them so again Think about your funny money mindsets, think about your actions around money, and then think about how you're teaching your child about money. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. And don't forget that we're going to be going through these next couple of podcasts too with asking these reflection questions. Please get in touch with us if something is resonating with you or not, and let's talk about it. Have a great day night or afternoon, as I've already mentioned. And thank you so much for tuning in. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.